You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. For the end of conversation podcast with funny man Damian Lemon, crazy Dominican, you know, Vladimir Camayo, my cool man from the county of Dade, Ali Muhammad. One, two, one, two. We are in the conversation. We are back live. This is Damian Lemon on my right hand, Vladimir Camayo on the left hand, Ali Muhammad. What's good, fellas? Man, we are here chilling, fellas. We're going to change the seating arrangement and see what happens. Uh, maybe, yeah, the, the fuck people with heads up a little bit. I'm a left. Oh, shit, dang. Oh, nah, uh, who's this? Uh, what's poppin'? How y'all doing? We're doing all right, man. We're doing okay. Just had a slight uh, situation with a... Yeah, y'all ever get... Y'all ever get a... This motherfucker here always crack it open with <laughs> some ridiculous disgust. Looseness. Y'all ever get a... Y'all ever get, like, localized, like, sideburn dandruff? No. Yeah, I had a situation this week. Just like just on my sideburns, I had to right. had to rub a little extra head and shoulders on my you sideburns. Need, you need to drink more water, man. You think? But is that, is that a sideburn localized? You need to drink more water. Your skin needs moisture. But why just the sideburns? They didn't make no you sense. Ain't to moisturize me. your sideburns. Okay, so I ended up going skin out. Skin got dry. I went out and I got some shea moisture, <laughs> and I put it on my uh, on my sideburns, and it was fantastic, fellas. Want to recommend it to people out there? If you're suffering from sideburn dandruff. Go out and get yourself some shea moisture and put it on your sideburns. Vladimir's health and beauty notes. Exactly. <laughs> Part exactly. two. You, you don't want to get caught out on the train with some sideburn dandruff. Sideburn dandruff. So that I had to deal with that crazy. today. The past couple of days on the train. <clears throat> trying to cover it up. You, you could have took one of your wipes and you know what I'm saying? Oh, but the wipes, are dr- they dry you out a little bit though. Yeah, you That's already dry, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you get know, dry myself more out. Jeez. <laughs> So, uh, you know, you can't, and also, you know, I'm no. from the hood. You can't be in the hood with cyber and dangerous. Uh, also, also, you could use uh, witch hazel. Wow. Witch hazel is actually a good. Uh, to clean your, your, your skin. That's yeah. true. It's a good exfoliant. Yeah, and it's a moisturizer as well. It, at the same time? At the, at same, the same time. time? So you, learn, you learn a lot shooting these beauty videos and shit. Witch hazel is a moisturizer and an exfoliant I at the same know. damn time. I got witch hazel at the crib, but I never use it. Witch hazel is, uh, I think of that when I'm cutting my own hair. Right. You know what I mean? You throw a little witch hazel on, you don't want to hit well, that saw, alcohol saw burn. burn. You don't get that alcohol burn. Yeah, that's yeah, the, How are you with your bar? But do you say, hey, like I made sure my I say, listen, change that razor, dog. No, oh yeah, yeah I see him. I see it. him disinfected it, spray it down, and all of that. Yeah, my barber and I, we cool as hell. Let me tell you how cool my barber is, because you know now I'm going on the road a lot, so there's intimate shape up situations and I gotta I love bring the way that sounded I gotta you know, bring I'm getting all this work right, now. you know when you, know, you, you see know, this you motherfucker see. on TV this shit be spinning <laughs> no but I'm no 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 but what, I'm, what I'm saying is you know I gotta bring my own clippers every so often to to, to keep the you know keep oh, the when points you are, when you young on the road, you, bring your, yeah. you got the mm-hmm. Andes the T-line I got a I got a T-edger and mm-hmm. uh, I took my joint to my barber and he sharpened it for me he you was serious? like, "Yeah, that's that was that was respect." I was like, "I fuck with my man right here." That's he put some some oil on my shit because my my joints wasn't it wasn't turning over like they they used to. And I t- I told him he was like, "Yo, bring your clippers in next time." But my like clippers in. It's like Japan. You bring your samurai sword in. It's good luck, man. No, and it, it's crispy now. You're back in action. Back. I was about to buy a whole new set of clippers, thinking they would twist it. He was like, "Nah, that ain't nothing. It's a little oil." 
tapped it with a little oil. Next thing you know, I'm back in action. You know yeah, you man? gotta keep your oil on them joints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this. Yeah, I don't know what kind of podcast. I know it's getting very innuendo. Very, very nice. Gotta keep your oil on there. Well, nah, not even nah, that. Nice. A lot of very beauty and health, wellness. Health and wellness on <laughs> yeah. this motherfucker. That's the conversation. <laughs> That's health the conversation. is wealth. But I you know, you didn't have to buy a whole new clippers. Good. Just, just bought, go to, just go to Ricky's. Blades. Go to Ricky's and blades. get some blades. Nah, don't go to Ricky's. You gotta yeah. go to the Koreans uptown because Ricky's uh, see, they gonna, know check, they the gonna get you. Uptown. They gonna get you. All or the <laughs> Koreans in Brooklyn, they gonna get you if you go to Ricky's because Ricky's got a even the little coolant spray. <laughs> they want ten dollars for that, but if you go to a little spot uptown, four dollars. The same quality though. Same exact That's product. That's the show right there. We need to do the exact uh, product. It should be called uh, in the conversation. Ethnic tool, needs. Tools for living. You know what I'm ethnic ethnic tools for living. That's what you, know you should what call it. Part of the part. Where to find it at? Exactly. Ethnic survival guide. Vladimir's health corner. Cyber and dandruff. <laughs> oh man! But you know uh, what I? You know what I wanted to talk about this weekend? I caught uh, more. About, I guess. The majority of it, the tail end. I caught the tail end of the the on the run tour. Yes, I saw it too. I saw it, and it it was cool, but it made me think. I don't know, it was just that and a couple other things. For whatever reason, I had this thought: Does Kanye West have the most artistic freedom in music today? Elaborate, elaborate, elaborate. In the way that. He can go anywhere he wants. Like Yeezus, it was very polarizing. A lot of people didn't like it. A lot of people mm-hmm. loved it. Kanye's good with that. 808s and Heartbreaks, kind of same thing. The thing about it is oftentimes in retrospect, you'll find something on there like, you know what, I kind of rock with this. Or even still, you'll see him put trends into motion to where people are doing things similar, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, by doing that, by doing that, you never know what he's going to do next type of thing. Right. He's kind of created a lane for himself to where he could go anywhere. And I was looking at other artists, and I see certain artists, you know, uh, toy with creative freedom. Like, I think Beyonce has a, a a decent amount of creative freedom, but there's a lot, you know, in the hip-hop world, there's a lot of cats that are still kind of stuck in the lane. You're right. saying, can't like, really do nothing. Right, right. I, I think, um, you know, he's one of the few, but I think, you know, not that he's very productive right now, but... I think Andre 3000 kicked open that door to kind of express different. I mean, outcasts in general, but yeah. But when 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 he just said "fuck it," I'm gonna sing the whole album. Yeah. you know what I'm saying? That that kind of opened the door. It's like, wow, you could do that shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And that shit sold 10 million records. <laughs> I definitely think he kicked open the door. I definitely think he helped a lot him and Pharrell too, because mm-hmm. you know a lot of non-singing singers. Even right. though I think Dre holds the tune a little better than Pharrell. <laughs> But um, but but Pharrell, when he started doing it, he was like, he was like the the upscale Nate Dogg. Yeah, he had a little, and he That's had a little hilarious. Curtis Mayfield too. <laughs> exactly, like you know what I mean. That's so funny. <laughs> Upper West, West Side Nate Dogg. Yeah, you know to pay a couple more dollars. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? East East Coast wet. The curious, Nate. the curious Georgia hat. You know what I'm saying? But he was singing me, them hooks. What made me think about that was not only on the run. So the on the run thing, I was watching, I seen everything he was doing, mm-hmm. and then I was watch, and then I saw this picture of Kanye's new haircut, which looks crazy. We got to put that up. That. It's like a couple arrows, look like it looked like speed arrows. It's like two, two mm-hmm. on this side, two on this side, and two in the front. It looked like it looked but bananas. Mm-hmm. But then I heard Kendrick Lamar's new single today, I, and. 
it's like a departure from everything you expect. Not even, I don't even think everything you expected from, but it's definitely going to challenge what's on radio. And mm-hmm. it reminded me of Outkast when they dropped B.O.B., when they dropped Bombs Over Bad Dad. Right. And I remember when I first heard it, I was like, this shit is so left that either people are totally not going to fuck with it or they're going to love it. And it became that type of thing. People like it was it just opened up so much for them. And it, was, it just made me think about just artistic freedom in general, not just limited to music, mm-hmm. but just the freedom to do whatever you want to do. You know, uh, artistically. You, know, you how think you, you got yourself. that kind of freedom? I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I got to challenge it more. I got to challenge it more. It's like you got to, you kind of have to throw out everything that you were brought up on. Like there's things that I do where I, I, I joke and laugh. And I say, yo, 17-year-old. D Lemon would would definitely not agree with this shit. You know what I'm saying? Or like, yo, what what are you you know what are you doing? But or you know you grow up hearing what you cannot do. You know what I'm saying? Don't do that. You can't do that. Nah, nobody do that type of shit. Right. That's the, that's some other shit. That's weird shit. But if you just do what you feel, whatever it is, and you express yourself however you feeling, and it, and, it, and you true to it, you true to what's inspired that feeling. You open up a space for yourself to where you could do anything. You'll have to go through the pushback of, yo, he on some bugged out. She on some weird shit. But if you connect and it resonates and it's real and you could sell it and you perform it in a way that is is is, is full of conviction, people will be like, nah, though. What's the end game, it. though? What's the end game? The end game is to have total freedom artistically, you to be what, able to go wherever you want to do. For the sake of it or because you, it's a, you it's, want it? No, because, because there's, a, there's a difference between like, to, you're making a spectacle versus a genuine expression of what you're trying to do. Well, but that but that's somebody else's percept or somebody else's judgment on what you do. Right. You're making a spectacle. That's a judgment. You know what I mean? Because what you may call a uh, spectacle, they call art. You understand? So you that's the thing. That's that's the that's the freedom in there. Whereas you don't think about how to be received. You just say, "Yo, I want to be true to." To what I'm feeling, this, this express. I feel like saying this. I feel like doing this. I feel like putting out something like that. You know what I mean? And getting into the world to see how the world receives it. But I got to get that off of you know. I got to get that off my heart, as they say. You know what I mean? This is what I was thinking, and I, yo, that sounds crazy. But fuck it, let's do it. Do you think you're feeling safer now? Do I think I'm feeling safe? Because now? what you're talking about is in, is inherently wrapped up in identity, right? And we develop our identities to cope within our environments. Which is why for men of color, it's so difficult to get out of our own little boxes, right? Like our range. We have a certain range to behave in. Yo, no homo, this, that, and the third, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we develop these identities to cope within our environments. Yeah, Typically, but when you feel safer, you start to be like, you know what? Let me spread my wings a little bit. Let me let me try X. Let me try Y. Let me. You, you, I don't know if it's safe. You may feel more confident, not safer. Yeah, you just I feel like I, it don't matter what a motherfucker thinks. Safe about. is semantics, but you kind of get what I'm saying, right? No, nah, well, that's not semantics. That's two different things. Safe and confidence or being comfortable in yourself, I think, are different things. I think being more comfortable with who you are. Yeah, you'll do more of that type of shit. And I, I, I do feel like I'm getting more comfortable. And that's the goal, I feel like, as a comedian or any artist. But as a comedian, any perform. but as a comedian, I feel like you want to be as comfortable on stage as you are off stage. You want it to feel like when you're having a conversation with your homeboys, when you bring it to the stage, it's just that same engagement, that same being in the moment, rather than being in, okay, you locked into 
this particular set or script of what I need to say, you know? So let me ask you this. Go ahead. Because I don't perform on stage, right? Go ahead. <clears throat> How do you translate, you know, saying what happens, your preparation and your your action on stage into real life? How does that translate? What do you mean translate into real life? Like like say if I was one to feed off of that energy what you was just speaking of of yeah. being as comfortable on stage as you are in real life. How would a normal person take what, you know what I'm saying, take the energy that you may have on stage and apply it to their regular job? Take the energy that I might have on stage or the energy that they, like... You know I'm saying, like, because we don't, we don't get on stage. Okay. You know what I'm saying? What is comparable to being on stage that, you know, in real life you can apply? I just think it's about being in the moment, you mm-hmm. know? And I think that's what it really comes down to, and it's trusting your instinct in that moment. There's certain things that there's certain limitations that we put on ourselves based on many things like Vlad said based on culture you're based on corporate environment you know there's people that say yo I got it I got this type of job I can't do this type of thing or I do this so I can't do that it's just feeling like man nah I want to do this I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna I'm gonna express myself this is how I feel so it's being true to that moment you know the moment you know when you in that moment you know when your gut hits when you like I want to say this, but let me chill. You know what I'm saying? And then later on, you're like, damn, I wish I had said that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's, it's that. It's being like, fuck it. You know? It's being like, fuck it and, and going all out, going for it. It's a deep conversation, man, because it is. So are you are you implying that, that uh, honesty or just being like vulnerable, being in the moment is just uh, kind of just being totally transparent? You could, uh, well, being totally transparent is a choice. You know what I mean? Honesty, honesty is a choice. You want to be as honest as possible, but also you are still performing. So you don't have to be straight hands, like, you know, just this is my life. You know what I mean? But you could be honest about how you felt or honest about how this situation makes you feel or or you took the the loss. and Like, you could be honest about how you relay it. You know what I mean? Like you could you could use less devices and things like that. Meaning, like you know how you know we could use uh, misdirects and things like that, or we could everything needs to have a button on it to where it's like if we're going to talk about this, you know, you always want some payoff, but it's like it's about more about the joke than about the thought. You know what I mean? I think sometimes it could become more about the thought. I think. I was talking to um, I was talking to Dante Nero, right? We was at the cellar and we talking, and he was talking about when he used to hang out with Patrice, Patrice O'Neill, who's a um, a comic who's passed away about three years ago. Very funny dude, right? Uh, like extremely funny. Like well, even when he was alive, like people was looking at him as that dude, and he got he you know he died early, forty one, but they were they were cool, and he was talking about you know how when Patrice started to go from doing bits to where it felt more like free-flowing, where it felt more conversational. Like when you watch when you watch Richard Pryor, you know what I mean? It's like he's kind of just putting it all out there, right? And then it was this thing where, to your, not to your point, but to use your word safety, there's some safety in the act. There's some safety in knowing the setup ends here the punch is right here and, and the laugh is going to validate everything that I just did, right? 
So you got this joke, and this is was inspired by this, and you you found the laughs in the joke. A lot of people say, I bet I got the laughs in that joke. That's the joke, right? But then there's the point where at that point you say, well, what inspired this joke in the first place? What was the thought behind this? What was the thought behind me getting to this clever bit? And let's explore that thought a little bit more because that's the truth of how you felt. You know, and now obviously as you start to explore this truth, it may not be as funny initially, you know, and he said that's what they call walking the righteous path. <laughs> that's what they <laughs> called it. Meaning that, you know, like I talked to, I remember when I first started doing comedy and it's just like even all along the way, when I get to a joke and I get my laughs, I would get off stage and, and comics be like, yo, that's a funny joke. There's so much more you could add to that. And you'd be like, well, shit, I thought I was done. I got the joke. I got the laugh. You know what I mean? And, you know, there is that thought to, like, well, what more can I say about this subject? Like, when you, when you as you get further along and, and performing and doing this, you know this, like, it becomes, especially when you start, you start going on the road and you have to do an hour or whatever, it becomes less about the material and more about you. You know what I mean? It's the point of view. Obviously, you still want to be funny, you're a performer, but it becomes the point of view. It's not like bit, 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 bit. Because you don't, I don't want to be a comedian that where you don't really know nothing about this dude. You just, there's those comics, I like it, I think it's a craft in that way. It's just like, boom, set a punchline, boom, set a punchline, boom, set a punchline, and they get off, and you're like, damn, that was a lot of jokes. But I don't really know nothing about this dude. I don't remember nothing about him. Well, first of all, has, any, has anyone ever told you that you look like a thin Patrice? I've heard that yeah, before. Yeah, just want to put that out there. You lay me like fat a thin, Chris Brown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that. Shit. I'm on Twitter, they called him Fat Chris Brown. Uh, but no, Ali. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ali, I'm, I'm bringing this to you because you do, you do a lot of the film work. Mm -hmm. And I think what Damien's talking about is authenticity. Mm -hmm. Being authentic on stage. For, for better or worse. Mm -hmm. You live by it, you die by it. When, you do, when you're filming people, you're trying to catch them at their most authentic selves, right? You're trying to let them, you're trying to almost not, like, I'm not here almost. Is that kind of your approach? Um, per sometimes. sometimes. I go with what the moment is, you know what I'm saying? So I try to capture what's there. I try to try to tell the story as authentic as possible to myself first, you know what I'm saying? So a lot of times, you know, you have to care for your subjects, you know what I'm saying? So a lot of times they don't know what they're they're giving off in there. They don't know what what it is that that you're seeing. You know what I'm saying? They're just doing their thing. And sometimes you have to you have to care for them. You have to understand what it is, where the edit is, and what it is that, you know, that you're gonna cut and what it is that you're gonna show. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes that's that's you know, sometimes they do something that's just like, yeah. I wouldn't do that. Sometimes you edit them and maybe you shouldn't. But it's all about how you feel and how authentic you are to your process to what you're shooting. I think it also comes down to just it's making a choice. You know, there's a cost to every choice, right? Mm -hmm. But it's making a choice. It's like what you like you produce and how you edit it. What right. you chose to show and what you chose to cut out, that was a choice. Somebody else could watch what you did and be like, I don't like how they cut that. Right. But the reason you did it was there was a reason for right. that, right? And and for me, as far as how, you know, my my own personal, you know, what I'm saying self, it's it's times where you could easily throw somebody on the bus and get a better product, 
or a more entertaining product. Back to Damien's point about just you know get the, just get the joke out. Right, you could get the joke out, you could get the point across, or you could you could get the laugh, or you could get the hits and the likes, whatever. But sometimes, <clears throat> well, most times than not, in my particular case, I'm not gonna throw the subject under the bus. You know what I mean? And sometimes that means that the end product might not be as super entertaining. But the end product, in my case, is always try to make it super thoughtful. And that's that's my style. Or at least true to what you, what your approach. You had a vision. So you want to make it as true to your vision as possible. Well, I don't, I don't usually, a lot of times the, the stuff that I shoot, you know what I'm saying, it's like documentary style is, is as it is. You know what I'm saying? So... You have a vision of what you want to capture, mm-hmm. but you get what the universe give you. You know what I'm saying? That's how I go into it. I, I'm getting what's there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I'm not the type of director that sets up. You know, so I don't do. You know what I'm saying? A lot of fictional work. So I'm not the dude that's coming in setting up a set and you know, I have this vision and I'm gonna do all these things and then go do it. It's I'm gonna go and get the realest shit out of the the environment that's there. And that's that's my particular style at this point. You know what I'm saying? But as an artist, you want to grow and do those types of things. But at this point, my day to day stuff is is shooting it as is. That's what you know. Somebody somebody broke it down to me about um, when they saw my work in the beginning. They was like, "Oh, this is cinema verite." And um, <laughs> so no, but you know, saying I made it a point to start studying that and French New Wave and. Um, John Cassavetes and all those guys who was doing that style and that literally cinema verite literally breaks down to you know what I'm saying uh, no the the truth in it you know what I'm saying so the camera seeing the truth and that's that's basically that is my style mm. which I think Dean would you describe it that's what you want to stand up you want cinema verte no I don't I wouldn't even describe <laughs> it like that <laughs> That's a whole different medium. No, but I'm saying like that the truth coming out. You know what I mean? That's kind of what yeah, I mean. Yeah, I wanted to be I wanted to be I wanted to feel honest. I wanted to feel I wanted to feel like we in this together. Like right. when especially when you doing shows on the road, right? When you're doing shows on the road, when you're doing live shows, you wanna feel like it's a moment. You know what I mean? Sometimes you're doing six shows in a weekend and you don't wanna do the exact same fucking jokes from joke one to whatever wherever you end each time because it's very easy to go into autopilot at that point and become disconnected from what's going on you know what i mean if a, if, a, if a waitress drops a plate of drinks and shit and you just still telling your jokes as if you, nobody in the room just heard that fucking crash it creates <laughs> a disconnection you right. know what i'm saying it's just like Fuck it, we here. We here, and it's not even just all about the material. Like we could get, we've had this conversation to where, like, when you first come out, right? You come out and you might be riffing and you saying some shit. The riffs is getting laughs, and you got some more riffing to do. And you like, oh shit, I've been riffing for like seven minutes. I need to step. I need to get into my set. You know what I mean? Because then you start to doubt. How long can I riff for? You know what I mean? I know my material is funny. But how long can I, it is that moment where, you, fuck it, dude, trust your, trust your funny, trust who you are, your funny is your default, that's what got you into this the first place. Because sometimes I've seen myself, I was just listening to a set recently where um, Kat told me on Twitter I bombed at the cellar the other night, right? And uh, it was, it was, <laughs> nah, I'm keep funky. And it was, it was, I was the last guy up, right? I was the last dude, it was probably like two in the morning, I go up, and uh 
I was a little in my head about being the last guy. I've gone up last before, but being my like last guy, I hope these motherfuckers ain't super tired. Blase skip. It was a Friday. And uh I went up there and I was riffing for like three, four minutes. Just off some shit that Will had said before he brought me up and shit. And it was just we were in the moment, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then it went to, you know, okay, so let me do my act. And <laughs> I could feel myself like shift gears, like and go into bit mode. And it was interesting because you could kind of feel the crowd like, oh, okay, we're doing, we doing bits now. And they the bits were landing where they supposed where they were supposed to land, but it, it wasn't like it didn't feel in the moment. You know what I mean? And when I listened back to the set, I didn't bomb, but I didn't like, it wasn't the momentum up the top. Like it was hot at the top. Oh, <laughs> shit. I don't know what I'm going to say. You know what I'm saying? And it had that fucking energy and then it went to, okay, so um, then this is blah, 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 blah. And good night. And it wasn't like, I didn't, I didn't bomb. I would keep it funky. If I took a slow one, you know, I keep it 100. But it was just like, Get to that point to where it's a fucking show. You know what I'm saying? Like there's this fear that I I I fuck with where it's like you could you could bomb and all of this shit'll go away. Nah. That's not but that's not gonna happen. But that's the irrational fear. Right. There's this fear where I call it a hood anxiety of falling off. Right. You know what I'm saying? Nobody wanna fall off. Especially in the hood. Like, if you fall off in the hood, you might as well be dead. Because yep. they talk about you like you're dead. But it would take so much, Sideburn really. Andrew. They would take so much to fall off. It's the fear. You inflame the the the, the gravity. Of the, you give the fear so much gravity that it'll kind of imprison you and keep you oppressed. You know what I mean? And it's just like, man, fuck that. Push yourself out. Get that freedom. Mm-hmm. Give yourself the freedom to fail. You know what I'm saying? Because if you're failing... But you failing in pursuit of something, then you failing on your way to successfully doing it. The other thing too I mean? is that human disappointment is inevitable. Yeah, and people, you can't control will that always shit. Always be disappointed when Nas comes out and it's like, oh, I wasn't like Illmatic. You know what I mean? There's always that disappointment. Jay Z, whatever, whatever. As your artist, <laughs> they was comparing you to the last piece of work that they loved about you. I you was, know what I mean? That's a good point. I was watching, um, I was watching Mary J. Blige interview on The Breakfast Club, right? Uh-huh. And they asked her about the uh, the crispy chicken. Debacle. Crispy mm-hmm. chicken. Which motherfuckers like to sing it now. Oh, you know, just on some silly shit. Lettuce, tomatoes. And, and it was one of the Come moments. On, it was one of the moments where um where Katz was like, oh no, it might be over for Mary J. Black. Meanwhile, she had been in the game about 20 years at that point. Right. Almost. It was like she might and, and even she was like, God damn, you know, it, was, it got dark for me. It got dark for a while. Like I was I was fucked up. You know what I mean? We didn't see it happen. She broke right. the whole shit down, how it happened, whatever was like a kind of last thing. Hey, could you sing this other line too? Because it was, it was supposed to be for salads, supposedly. <laughs> but then they got some chicken in the salad. So it was like, could you sing this? And she was like, and all of them was the Ken dude got on the mic and all of them. It was like, yo, we was all there. The whole team was there. And <laughs> nobody caught it. And she sang it. And then when it came out, it was like, yeah, damn, you know what? You just sang about chicken. And she said, she had, you went, she went out into the streets and shit. And you got to realize what she may have dismissed in the moment of fear or in a moment of shame or whatever was all of this credit that she's built up with her audience right. over years of not only just putting out good music, but being quite like, Kind of vulnerable and uh, like right. Mary's one of those type of motherfuckers where right. 
women, they, they like people. I don't even say women, but people like they be like, that's Mary. It's Mary, yeah. You know what I mean? So just like you gonna have a slip up. That's part of that's right. part of the game. Yeah, but you know. Watch it like it's in the commercials. They that'll that that'll do it to you, boy. You gotta be careful with them ads. Yeah. That's what did Hammer in. I don't know. Nah, I don't nah, think nah, that nah, was. Nah, I'm telling you, that's what did if you go back and look, when Hammer did the Taco Bell shit oh. and and jumped out and came out of the sky with the parachute hammer pants. I remember that. That that was the nail. That was that was he was out of business the next jump, day. Jump the shark? He was out, straight out of business. Uh, I don't know, man. I think it had a the combination to do with the fact that motherfuckers wasn't really always feeling Hammer. Hammer was already like super commercial. He was Hammer getting sold, handed on. Hammer was at like 15 million records. That don't mean So nothing. somebody was fucking with it? Yeah, but that don't. A few people. A few people. A few motherfuckers was fucking with it. A couple, a handful. And there was nobody doing a better show than Hammer. But after that commercial... So you feel like that commercial was what did it? That, that commercial one was, commercial. That commercial was lights Would out for him. Would you argue that the fact that as an artist, I don't know. you have this branded, this brand about you about authenticity. I'm an artist. This is what I do. And the minute you do a commercial, it's like, oh. Well, it I, could be that way. I also think that we, as people, like, you could become very precious about shit. You know what I mean? And to the point where you don't really try nothing new. You know what I mean? That's how you stay locked into a thing. You'd be like, this is not what Damien would ever do. You know what I'm saying? But Damien ain't really done much. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, well, why don't you challenge what it is to do? And then, you you know, obviously you don't want to do nothing that, you, that, that goes against straight up morals and values. But sometimes I feel like you got to ask yourself, is it fear? Is it ego? What's informing this decision you're making? You know what I mean? You you thinking, oh, cats is going to be, they going to look at me crazy because I did this shit. You know, and after a while you realize, first of all, you realize way less people are checking for you than you imagine. That's you know true. what I mean? You're like, yo, everybody going to be like, yo, he played himself and then, you, then the shit happened and motherfuckers ain't even see the shit. Or if they see them, say, yeah, that shit was cool. I ain't, it was, it was proud. Yeah. Or you realize the, the fear was inflamed, you know? You know, it was it was weird. Yeah. Well, a case in point is LeBron's hairline, right? What about it? That he came it came back like Jesus. And the the internet went crazy. Yeah, well, you know. You know, and this dude it's that level of scrutiny you have. Like yeah. that level like you can't even get a your your, your hairline. Your hairline's on under scrutiny. Yeah. You know, it's top of the line news now. Well You talk about hood no anxieties, the hairline is it. No pun intended. Yeah. But he'll he'll get through that. He'll get through that. It was just weird to me. Cause this is my thing. I think had they three-peated, I think he might have just cut the whole shit bald and did a Jordan moment. <laughs> but then he had to he had to go back to Cleveland, you know what I mean? And kind of kind of go back to the essence. What? He went back to Cleveland. <laughs> what go back Cleveland got to do with his ally? That's what I'm saying. I feel like he done left South Beach, Miami, <laughs> beautiful, you know what I mean? Shores and beaches and nightlife. Now he going back to this blue collar. Hard ass kind of depressed town in Cleveland. The least you could do is get that motherfucker back his headline. Give him back his headline. Was that in the contract? That, yeah, was that in the make, contract? I'll come back to Cleveland. But we need some hair restoration. <laughs> nah, but what I'm saying is, I think the fact that you think you fooling people, I think that's the thing that get like Jason Alexander, fucking George from Seinfeld, got a full head of hair down. I seen him do a commercial. But, it's but like, why? Come on, my nigga. But why you think he f think he fooling somebody? 
He know everybody he know, he don't, No, but I'm just saying. Well, that's me projecting. Maybe he don't. Maybe he know. Fuck it. They maybe know he just want to restore his hairline yeah. just as bad as y'all want him to restore yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> it could be that. You're like, shit, man. I'm going bald at 27. <laughs> shit. <laughs> All this money. I can say they can do something about this something, shit. Something got to be done. Shit, I don't want to go bald yet. <laughs> Yeah. But people will always be disappointed, man. They'll find something to be disappointed yeah, about. Yeah, but you that. can't give a fuck after a while. If you being true to you, you can't give a fuck what nobody thinks. You gotta do. You gotta. You gotta. Cause you'll be a slave to that shit. You know, you'll be a slave to it. So break them chains. I was watching the uh, on the run tour with Beyonce and Jay. Yeah. And uh, someone on Twitter said uh, that the Beyonce and Jay Z tour was basically. Jay Z coming on stage so Beyonce could change her outfits. It was a, it was a distraction between her outfit changes. <laughs> and I was like, let me watch this for myself. And to be honest, dude, I thought Jay did his thing. Mm-hmm. I thought Jay held his own. And I appreciated the fact that Jay was there. Like, as much as I love Beyonce, it could be too much Beyonce. Mm. Well, that was a long ass show. Two and a half hours. So you can imagine Beyonce's going out there, all oh, my single ladies, you yeah, need a little. 99 problems. You want a but, little, you know. But that's the beauty of it. It was that perfect. Was, that was, was the beauty great. of bringing both worlds together. You know what I mean? I thought Jay. I thought Jay held his own, in my opinion. I don't know what you guys thought, but I thought Jay definitely held his own. It's cool. They both got catalog. It was cool. I, it was. It was a. You know, they did what they did. They served their fans. They, 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 they man, they the best in the business. You sound too D. You, sound, you sound a little mixed. D. No, I mean it's cool. I'm just. I'm, I, I'm ready for a Jay Z. Jay Z album. Like I see that they gearing up to do a joint album. I'm like, all right, it's enough for this husband and wife Ashford and Simpson shit. Like I, I get it. I'm get cool. back to Brooklyn. Can we? Yeah, I just feel like. Can we a, get back to I just Brooklyn? Feel like and another Hove album. I don't, I don't See, but this goes back to your point. Though. What if this is Jay-Z's form of expanding? It could be. Is, and his, is his form of spreading his wings hey, out. And, that, and I'm, I'm not there was mad some, at There was a little duet moments in the damn uh, oh, yeah. on the run tour. Very tender. A very tender. It was tender. a very tender Why not? Jay-Z. Why not? They married with a child. Saying. They right, married right, with right. a child. But me as a, we, as a, whole as fan. a fan, as a Jay-Z fan, I, I like Beyonce. I'm not a Beyonce fan. You know what I mean? I dig it. I like her music. She got some records. You know what I mean? But I'm not a Beyonce fan. When I'm a, when I'm in a Jay-Z moment, I want to hear some Jay-Z. I want to hear, you know, I want to hear fucking Dead Presidents 3. Like, I want to, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I want to, I was, I was rocking that the keep, other you day. You want to keep them in the same spot? Nah, I want to keep them. I just like that shit sometimes. <laughs> sometimes you want it. You want it, you know, you want it. See, but this is the hard part about being, the people get disappointed because yeah. they know you for that. You can sit it out. Yeah. I respect, I respect the decision you make. Respect my decision. I'm going to fall back and wait for the next one. You know, all I'm saying is when I hear that you and your wife are doing a joint album, I don't get that excited. I'm like, all right, well, that's cool. Go ahead and do that. Talk about marriage and having a baby and loving each other and, and all of that other shit and, and, and make your bars a little bit more benign, all of that hove. I can dig it. But hit me when you just blaze and yay get back to the studio and y'all talking over some disrespectful drums. That's what I want to hear. I want to hear hove spit. That's just the type of shit I'm on. That's just what I want to hear. I don't, I don't need to... I, I'm looking at their record so far. We just talking about this a couple minutes ago. Talk about their record collaborative. I might have liked one record. I like the Drunken Love. Out of all of the records they've done together, Drunken Love is probably the best out of all of them. Other than that, me and my girlfriend wasn't a fan of that. The Hollywood record they got on that um, Kingdom. Now they don't album. make good records together. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> See in this man. Now, now what's what's the one? Look where, at that. Dude, I, I want to hear. I want to hear. I want to hear a Jay Z Beyonce mixtape. 
that's all Houston screwed up and Hit Boy and all that shit. I don't and Beyonce rapping. That's the shit I want to hear. I don't want to hear the album. I don't want to hear that either. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I like I like that shit when then she be in the background all chopped and screwed. Oh man, homie. She might do that. <laughs> you know what she what might do that. That's just that's just cool. Cause you don't really get that that much. But the funny thing is that that was you, the best thing about the whole keep, thing. Watching Beyonce curse. You know it's like your teacher curses. You know like, shit. You're like, oh, shit. Beyonce oh, man, shit. homie. <laughs> but go ahead. It's the funny thing. But if you keep doing the same thing, people get tired of you. So at a certain point, you do kind of got to switch it up. At, at man, some people going to get tired of either way. You just want to be established by that point. Yeah, you, I mean, and, and Jay and B, they already done. They, they to the point where... 75,000 people in that damn arena. They they to the point where y'all could, you know what I'm saying, kick rocks. That's what you think, <laughs> but then they might reinvent themselves. No, I'm not saying like no, I'm not saying that they they will say that, but I'm saying now they're free to do whatever the fuck they're going to do without it if they if they fucking fall off, they're not going to be they in, established. in fucking financial disrepair. That's true. They scrape. As they, they super say straight. in Miami. Yeah, man. Speaking of um, getting finances, so you were talking about video vixens. And I wasn't talking about the, video vixens per se. In their business. Well, but, we, I saw, saw Tahiri on the front cover today of uh, Black Black Men Magazine, which I find huh. interesting. Like this is this is this is Black Men represent like a Tahiri with a butt out on the front cover. Black yep. Men Magazine. That's what Black Men Magazine is about. What are you talking about? It's just I don't know. I think it just I just find that interesting that that be the title magazine and his ass is on the cover like that. That's, what the fuck? That, that's what it's been. That's what it's always been. But Playboy they, was white men's magazine. I get that, but to me, it was probably, that's like if I put a, a damn a bunch of uh, like plantains. On the front cover, and I go Dominican magazine. But like, that's probably that's what if you did if you did make a Dominican magazine, you probably had that shit. That's in there. a part of it, but that's not going to okay. represent Dominican. And I don't Republic. think Black Man Magazine is trying to represent any oh, shit God, except yeah. for some ass on the cover, and the next model that's coming up. That's that's what which I'm is. not against. I just found it to me. I, just, I saw the picture and I saw the title, and it was right. like it was definitely this little little discrepancy. Yeah. There. I was like, okay, don't what are put, they trying to say with this? Don't put them in a box because they already got their own box. Who, who's that? Black Man Magazine. <laughs> oh, Black Man Magazine yeah, got their own box? Yeah, they got their own box. They've been doing that shit for years. Well, they still in print, which says a lot. They still, they doing, they, that's what they do, man. We lost a couple. It's they, what they do by saying, as a viewer for the, you know, me, I'm not, I don't subscribe to Black Magazine. I was at the well, store. They ain't thinking about you. At all. They are thinking about me. They, no, had, it, they, had, they had it in my store where I visit. Pre, pre, that, that was that. Yeah, that's where I go, I visit. They had it there, so I was You must not me. been there in a long time, because they they Black, I mean, black they get, Man been there a long time. They pitched it to you, somebody <laughs> pitched it to you, somebody said, hey, hey. You, hey, sell, you sell your product where you think it's going to be bought. That's what I'm saying. Not necessarily. They, they you won't, you won't find Black Man Magazine in Scarsdale. I bet you will. You find it in parts that's, of Brooklyn, that's, parts that's of what Bronx. I found about <laughs> the magazine distribution business. Your shit will end up in some strange places. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think the uh, the the the, uh, the green. We might have the, to do a field trip. The green organic is carrying Black Men magazine. No, not the green organic, but the gas station in Alpine, New Jersey, might have it. And the hood store in South Bronx near Jerome Avenue will have a copy of Black Men but, magazine. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no blacks in Alpine, but you might find a black. No, it's magazine. a bunch of blacks. In I mean, I'm talking about it. In generally speaking, it's a smaller number of blacks. Just know your audience. Know your the, audience. Basically, but all I'm saying is there was there was the there was a description. Your audience must buy it out of that motherfucker. Oh they, hell they yeah! It was like it the last two left. Listen, you you the only one. Let them not have <laughs> no ass on the next cover of Black Men magazine. They will really see what's what. <laughs> but anyway, I brought I bring the point. You talking about video vixens? I saw Tahiri on the on the cover. Right, and. And we're talking about it because I was we were shooting um, 
shooting the branded content for Cores this weekend. And Tahiri was one of the hosts of one of the events. Is she still with Joe or not? Nah. nah. I'm, and, and I don't know much about Tahiri. Uh, a, a lot of the business models behind these models. But it made me realize that they do have an economic engine behind them where yeah. major brands are hiring them to come out and draw their audience, and they have a huge hell of a draw. You know what I'm saying? Thirst. I mean, it's, I mean, and at this particular event, it was, you know, Tahiri was there. Um, who else I said was up there? Uh, Stephanie Santiago. S- Stephanie Santiago was in there. Uh, and what, what was the other one? I don't know. You man. do know, man. Do the one from the Miami, Miami story. What's the Miami story? Oh, Melissa Ford. Melissa Ford was in there. Yeah, yeah. Melissa's in her forties, right? She, I don't know, but nah. she was she was she was holding it down. Melissa Ford had put, is pulling her shit together, man. She she's pretty polished right now. You ageist right now, brother. No, I'm I'm she saying polished. I say that to say because I saw her I saw her in some show on some reality show, and I was like I thought she was forty and she looks you know she look she looks like younger much younger than that. Yeah, I mean, she, she, she's doing a thing. She out but, there trying to make it happen. But, you know what I'm saying, we were talking about earlier, you know, how there is an economic engine behind this thing and, and how these these girls are galvanizing their audience and cashing in. Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? Instagram. They, they getting more money than some of these fucking mixtape rappers. Do it for the oh, gram. The mixtape rappers don't even get booked like that. Yeah. <laughs> they getting booked. They getting booked. They getting uh, booked, and that's what the thing. I was just like, if you like, if you got the attention already, if you have, we're saying like, women. I don't make a super generalization, but women more often than not, a little bit more organized and uh, diligent than dudes their age. So like, if they see all of this attention being thrown at them, and they hook up a little booking email. And people start hitting them, and they diligent about responding to these emails, sending out invoices. They got a fucking business. It's mm-hmm. that simple. They got a business about just being there. And you'd be surprised how many people will pay just to have them That's in the, the business. Deal. That shit is a full on like it's a no doubt. It's an industry. Because people people came to see Tahiri, and yeah. she got mad love. Yeah. And see, like I said, I wasn't surprised, but I just didn't know. You know I didn't know. They make the a I didn't know the what business was it, model. Was it more, more female, more male? Like the it was everybody. Listen, she got out of the truck, and people on the on Flatbush Ave was stopping the car. Ah, Terry. Yeah, it's like, it's kind of this shit is real. It's interesting. I see a few of them. We talk about Drea. Mm-hmm. Drea, I found out about Drea from a from a female, from a woman. She was like, "Yo, Drea's shit." <laughs> like I ain't got just as many female fans as male fans, damn near sometimes. And then they, then you know, I, I met her. We was talking, and she was talking about all of the the business ventures she was doing because she saw. Let me capitalize off of this shit, off mm-hmm. all this attention, all these fucking Instagram likes. Let me turn this shit into a couple dollars. Mm-hmm. So you know, they they create like clothing lines and you know what I mean, bathing suit lines and things like that. And they model it because they gonna model anyway. So then they put themselves in these bikinis, you know what I mean, that's been getting all these Instagram likes, and it's like, well, if you really like it, you can purchase it, and you can look just like her. And then next thing you know, you're making money, <laughs> and you paid. You know what I mean? Like, you paid. That shit is crazy. That's right. I remember, this is a bad example, but I remember there was a speaking engagement, I think it was at Rutgers? Rutgers Shut- and Seahall. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had, uh, they had uh, 
think it was Tony Morrison. Yeah. Oh, Maya, Maya Angelou. Maya Angelou and uh, Snooki. Oh. And I forget the numbers, but Snooki got paid three times when Maya got paid. At that point. You know, um, it's interesting to me the economic engines that happen. You know, like a bubble will always have an economic engine behind it. A bubble? A booty. Mean, uh, yeah. It's demand. <laughs> but that PhD, though, you know, I don't know if... So this is what you do with it, you know what I'm saying? If you put the PhD to good work, and you, that could make you money too. You gotta, you gotta, whatever you, whatever you, whatever you into or doing, you gotta put it to work if that's what you're gonna do. You can't. And you sit, gotta know your audience. You can't, yeah. You can't sit back and be mad at Dre and them, and you just sitting back talking about your PhD. Yeah, nobody wanna hear that. Nobody <laughs> wanna hear that shit, man. Nobody but the bubble. They want to see that. Want, everybody they want to see the see bubble. They want to see that. Yeah, they they want to see that. They were just, you know what I'm saying? They want to they want to see how it is in real life. How it's, how how it adds up. <laughs> how it adds up. I like that. No, but you, 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 you never hear, yo, did you see Homegirl reading yesterday on the train? Oh. But nobody don't really say that about nobody. But you see the bubble though. The outcome of conversation. Dude, you but were that's, talking. But that's human nature, dude, man. A man will see a bubble on a stranger and bring it up in conversation later on. Yo, I was on so and so and I seen so and so. What was her name? I don't know, but that's she that's had a bubble. Sight. Man, man made reading, God made booty, man. And that's for a reason. <laughs> that sound like straight, straight. I think we got a title. I think we got a title. Man made reading, God made booty. Uh, Pimp talk. This ain't pimp talk, man. That's real, man. It's human nature, man. Yeah, I think you got to take it for what it really is. Like, there's, there's ideal, you know, the ideal thought, you know what I mean? Like, wow, that would be dope if right. everybody was excited about this woman's PhD as she was. You know what I'm saying? Or this PhD merited more enthusiasm than this girl over here who just, her ass is out. But... In reality, nine times out of ten, cats is gonna want to see that ass. They're gonna want to Case see in that. point is Menage at LaGuardia, right? I mean, that's reminiscent of that that conversation. Yeah, nah, I mean, yeah, I mean it's, it's, it's like this, man. You got to galvanize your audience on on no matter what you're doing, whether that's comedy, whether that's being a video director, producer. You know what I'm saying? You got to figure out how to galvanize your audience because it's a cat that's getting way more money than me. You know what I'm saying? That do the same shit. And I might even feel like I might do it better. I ain't the best, but shit, I do it good. You know what I'm saying? Cinema but at, the, but at the same time, I get more money than cats. You know what I'm saying? That may be better than me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you have to figure out how to put the economics behind what you do. And, and you know, some industries, you know, they figured it out, and all they, all you had to do is follow suit. You know what I mean? And then some you had to build. Yeah. So if you're gonna build something behind your your PhD activities, because the PhD itself ain't nothing but paper, you had to put something to it. And there's a lot of people that write books and you know, that consult and do shit that make more money than all of us. And all of them, then, then a lot of people just with their PhD, you ain't gonna see it on TV, but they bring them into these corporate places and pay them big money just to come and talk. I think one of my biggest fears is to have a daughter that has a bubble. What you gonna do about it though? I don't know, man. I've, I've had nightmares about that. Wake up, your daughter has a fatty. You gotta let her out, let her out into the world. You gotta let her know that uh, <clears throat> to value herself beyond that fatty. So when when and and know how to discern 
uh, <laughs> fatty uh, interest <laughs> from real interest. From real interest. You know what I mean? Like you gotta you gotta prepare her for for these wolves <laughs> out here. You know what I'm saying? But not in a way to make it feel like it's all on her either. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like because you know, she gonna have it. She got, you know, it's going to be what it's going to be. Because to me, it's, it's amazing what qualities we will attribute to people based on a fatty. Like what? I mean, dudes will go gaga over a fatty, dude. It's just... That's what they're supposed to do, man. I don't know. That's that's what life is, man. <laughs> like, you, you, you put here... That, that, I'm telling you, that shit was put there for a reason, man. It's for you to go crazy and have some babies and replenish the earth, man. That's <laughs> the fuck that shit is for, man. Replenish the Anaconda. earth. Anaconda. Why, why, why peacocks got colorful feathers, man? Hey. To attract why the attention. Why they got these fat asses? You know what I'm saying? This is all, I mean, why you got pheromones? Everything is, you know what I'm saying? This shit is. This, this is preordained. This, I mean, this is scientific. <laughs> this ain't no just no random occurrence. That nigga, cast is going gaga. Yeah. It's chemicals that go off in your head when you see the bubble. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're saying the bubble does it to me. The bubble does it to plenty of people. Breasts, pretty face, are attractive to you. You know what I'm saying? That's all it works. That works on your chemical biology, man. It's not my fault, baby. <laughs> it ain't. I saw the bubble and I got activated. My conditioning is conditioned. Condition. <laughs> <laughs> it's not me, baby. It's the cloud. The cloud got the pictures. Oh man! Oh yeah, that that whole cloud thing was uh, that whole leak fest. It was well, too who was, many. Who was, was leaked this week? It was a lot of leaks this week. It was Gabrielle Union, Megan Good. I think Amber Rose might have had a new one. Rihanna had a new one. <laughs> Rihanna got so many leaks she could do Rihanna retros. Might have throw her. That's a straight up flood. It's not even a leak no more. Uh, Hope Solo. <laughs> Yeah, it's like that. It becomes like <laughs> who that? Uh, Kim Kardashian had another one. Like it was just, it was a lot of them. Like Twitter going was going in. crazy. Twitter was going crazy, and everybody's blaming the cloud. I saw this one meme. It was funny because uh, Kim Kardashian's joints. She's taking the photos with a BlackBerry, right? It's like selfies, and uh, there's a, a meme with her and Kanye like on the on the balcony, and under it says. Now, how your shit get caught up in the cloud when you shot it with a BlackBerry? <laughs> 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 that shit was silly, man. Oh, shit. Man. I know Steve Jobs is rolling over in his grave right now. Shit, man. Steve-O. Well, I mean, it's funny. It's, all, it's always women getting exposed. You never hear, like, Idris Elba getting, getting exposed and in the cloud. probably a dude that's gone gaga that's exposing everybody. He ain't going to look for Idris Elba cloud. You saying ain't no women out there trying to get out, trying to get the um? Obviously not. Or oh, that's just not on your lane. You ain't getting forwarded that information. <laughs> it's probably out there, but you know. You know, I got friends who are in the world out there. Some of them are coming up in the game. Maybe just be horrifying to me to be like, "Yo, just seen your pics, fam." You know what I mean? Sad to say. Who yours? No, not mine. I'm just saying, like, with dudes, I feel like with dudes is different. You know, with dudes is like. It ain't that much enthusiasm about it's that. It's not. Like, if Idris Elba had a... Um, For us. If he got leaked, I wouldn't tell my lady about yeah, that. Yeah, it ain't. It ain't. Keep that best, best believe she'll know, though. Yeah, but she, she ain't going to find out. She ain't going to find out for me. She will know. Because the funny thing is, I was... I was just, when she's looking at you crazy, this motherfucker, yeah. I was with my lady, and I said, you heard about the leak with the, uh, the girls? and all that She's like, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I heard Idris, about it. If Idris Elba had a leak, I would not tell her at all. 
she, you wouldn't they have gotta to, man. Tell That's what she got to tell But even with, with other dudes, I'm like, yo, yo you, did you heard about the Idris Elba leaks, son? You seen them photos? Like, what would you say? That's not no that. conversation we would have. That's what I'm saying. Yo, but Ali, you seen girls that will have that conversation. Trust me. There's women going crazy over some of these dude leaks. You see Thank it. They, they have their conversations. They, but the thing, I think women, I mean, shit. A woman could see... I was gonna say a woman probably can see the average woman's gonna see more dicks in her life than you will see titties and maybe not, maybe not. <laughs> they could see it easier. A woman could say, "Yo, show me your dick." You know what I mean? Show me your dick if you wanna. If you wanna, they could. You dudes would be more apt to be like, "Well, hey, fuck it, here you go." Dudes are sending shit out unsolicited anyway. Anyway. You know what I mean? You don't even need a clown. Women, this shit getting hacked into a dude, put his shit in the fucking world. This is going to sound this funny. This shit been in the cloud. This is going to sound funny, but this is what makes me who I am. This shit is cloudy with dick If picks. a girl just asks you that, like off the cuff, like, let me see your, your joint, you gonna, she ain't going to see gonna, it. You're going to run it hot. She ain't going to see it. Why? We ain't got no, no basis for that. Like, what, what are you just right. asking to see my penis? You, you like her, she like you, you got guy already, she got the bubble, what? I don't know, man. You gonna you gonna whip it out? There you go. There you go. That's <laughs> Your girl ain't actually see what? it when y'all first started dating. Nah, man, it was we were classy about it. It was, it was classy. Classy, you know, it was classy. It was organic. It wasn't nothing like crazy. Like yeah, let me that's see. How, that's how I usually. Yeah. <laughs> it was organic. I just said it. <laughs> I understand what you're saying. You don't want to be in a situation yeah. where everyone else is fully clothed. You just got, like, you had an audition. All right, now, let's see. Let's see Come on. Drop trial. Yeah, whip. I don't want to. Whip, whip it all now. <laughs> Next. But I guess that's how women feel. Yeah. Yo, well, let me see that ass. Turn around. Let me see that ass. All right, we can put you on the cover. It was close. It was going to be shorty, but... Uh, yeah, you got but it. You, you got did. it, Ma. Yeah, you just, the fact that you just clapped it, we feel like you're, you're a worthy cover model. Hell of a talent. <laughs> but I'm, 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 I'm just awkward like that. Oh, man. <laughs> I got friends of mine. Damien, you and I talk about this. Like, before they make love to a lady, like, the girl will go to the other room, right? And they'll just whip it out. And that's, like, their technique to get the girl in bed. I have never done that. I've never just whipped it out. And then to, to, yeah, man, you might feel the vibe that you, you know what I'm saying? I've never done that. <laughs> I've never floor. done that. Shit. I've never been like, oh, she going inside? Let me whip it out. Like, I've never done that. She's going no, inside, come back. Yeah, what's happening? No, but I've heard it. <laughs> Penis all cat. out. To me, that's the. That's, that's, I've so, heard a cat say, yo, I'm about to go to the bathroom. They come back butt ass naked. I've heard yeah. that. And girls I, do the same shit. That's yeah, a great way to take an L, though. That's normal. Yeah, you just got to know. <laughs> it's a great way that, to take an L. That goes right back to artistic freedom. <laughs> right. You got to have artistic You, you, you ain't got you what you, know, you felt. You have I don't feel safe. Freedom. You scared. Because, dude, I mean, whatever. She's like, yo, what are you doing, dog? Were you just watching TV? How could but you But that's the risk you run anytime <laughs> you're trying to get some ass that ain't you ain't got yet. And it ain't been established it's that just, you're going to get it. Yeah. You're going to run that risk. It's the icebreaker. The icebreaker. <laughs> hey, y'all. You're going to reach down to grab something, you know what I'm saying, unsolicited, and you, hey, it might come back with a hand slap or something. Like, if I was in the living room and some girl came back butt naked, you know, I'd be like, hey, okay. You know, I'd be my reaction like, okay, I see, all right, I guess you feel. And then what you going to do? Feel safe. You, you gonna, feel safe around, around the, the kid. You going to turn you know her back? Huh? You would turn her back? I don't know. It just depends. It depends how long we've been together. You know, there's, there's a whole length of conversations that need to happen prior to that. I mean, but she in your house. Oh, that's what she's. Oh, y'all. I mean, y'all in the same. Y'all in the same place where this could happen. 
So obviously you're friendly. I guess. I guess I'm just a big big believer. Like just let it. You know, you little you foreplay. You get into that. But that whole butt naked introduction. It's it's been interesting to me. I can't come out butt naked or somebody like that. You the youngest old man I know. <laughs> Damien's been quiet this whole time, by the way. He hasn't said anything about Damien this. whipped the shit out. Yeah, Damien whipped it out. Damien went in Whip it out. <laughs> Damien looked like he's very quiet right yeah, now. Like, I'm uh, talking about that shit. Been a couple like, times when I've been butt naked in front of him. Got to play your hand. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. I'm not whipping mine out. There we go. Hey, and I think I got a great body, you know. I think I got a great physique, you know. Very too much. Fucking dandruff on your side. Burns. <laughs> anyway. Bottom line is, God, man made reading, but God made booties. That ain't that ain't what I, yeah. That's what you said. That's man. the bottom that's line. Not, that is what I said. That shit is hilarious. And and that, that's the real shit, man. Humans, man. Sometimes you want shit to be how you want it to be. You know what I'm saying? How things should be. And then there's things that is what it is. Now you sound like Marlo from The Wire. No. Nah, yeah, you know. <laughs> you want it to be you one, want it one way. way. Nah. It ain't that way. All right. Well, listen. I know one thing. We about to get to feel good here. So, uh, Vlad, tell the people where they can catch you. I will be at the University of New Haven on Thursday. I'll be at University of Florida on Friday. And uh, if it, I mean, this is dropping tomorrow. I'll be at the Stan Comedy Club Wednesday. This Wednesday coming up. And then next week I'm at... Um, I'm in Montana, Carroll College, and then I'm in D.C. for a private gig. So, laughingvlad.com. All right. Bird up, man. Shit, we here. We're going to be in the lab, really, cutting up a bunch of stuff. You know what I'm saying? We got projects, the Miller Coors Project. Uh, we just did uh, the Garaldi Chocolate uh, Activation in Grand Central. So, we shot up a bunch Fantastic. of stuff in Grand Central Station today. So we're going to be in the lab putting all that shit together. Where That's can they see be. that when it's done? Ah, man. At Vimeo Hustle Vision. You know what I'm saying? You get, uh, you'll get the link at my, my Instagram, Mr. Muhammad. Mr. Muhammad on Instagram. Right, Catch that link on Twitter. There you go. Listen, I'll be at uh, Rooster Tea Feathers this weekend. And uh, I'll be local next weekend doing a bunch of things. I think I'm doing the Hoboken Comedy Festival. So look out for that. And yeah, that's it, man. Follow me, D Lemon Comedy, uh, DamianLemon.com, and, and that is it. We gone. Peace.